Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. We desire to know you and be known by you. It is in the name of Jesus, the great shepherd, that we pray. Amen. Would you please be seated? I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Sheep have problems. <laughs> I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Sheep have problems. And we are sheep. We have problems. We're born into imperfect families. We form imperfect friendships and relationships. We join or grow up or are born into imperfect churches. And we have problems. And so many of those, those things that we deal with grow up out of a struggle to know that we belong. Either because our attempts to belong are insufficient, or else others close to us are finding that their belong or are finding their belonging in the wrong place and causing us great pain. But a change in thinking, a change in beliefs is not enough to solve the kinds of problems, the kinds of hurts, the kinds of bondage kinds of pits that we encounter. I mean, well, you can't see him now, but this poor guy does not need to think different. Like, his, the sheep's beliefs are not his problem. A real change is necessary. And one way that change can be described, one metaphor the Bible uses is the need to belong to the right place, the right person. It's to know and be known by the Good Shepherd, to know and be known by Jesus. I am the Good Shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Knowing in a biblical sense is, is not a head knowledge. Like, I know about technology. Sometimes I even know technology. I have a good understanding of it. But the more I know about it, um, my skills might increase, but I don't become more like the computer. 
and the computer doesn't become anything like me. There's a separation. That knowing that we talk about is just all up here. But, but knowing in the language that Jesus spoke was a, a, a deep knowing, an experiential kind of knowing, a becoming part of one another. The way two people who really know each other, like husbands and wives, might know each other. Shepherding is also very different in the world of Jesus than in the way that we think of shepherding. Uh, a New Testament scholar, Dr. Tim Laniac, uh, grew captivated by this shepherd imagery and spent months and months touring the, the ancient Near East regions, or I guess what we would call the Middle East, what was the ancient, anyway. Israel, Egypt, Palestine, these regions of the, of the world where still today there are shepherds keeping sheep the way they kept them 2,000 years ago and more. And he describes the way that shepherds really do know their sheep. I mean, I can't tell two sheep apart. Like, if you told me that was really two different sheep that fell in the hole, I'd be like, well, I guess, I mean, you, you know, I don't know, two sheep. But Middle East shepherds have hundreds, maybe thousands of sheep, and they do know them, each one individually. And those sheep really do know their shepherd's voice. Uh, when two shepherds have to go into town together at the same time, they might cross, like literally cross in a town intersection. There are flocks behind them, and the sheep just continue following the voice of their shepherd. The shepherd will call out, the sheep will follow, and just like some sort of high school marching band, they'll just interweave, and then and they, they stay with the one they belong to, although occasionally one might get lost. And Dr. Laniac talks in, uh, in a book about this as well, that one day this had happened, and at the end result was one of the shepherds lost one of his sheep. He didn't know the other shepherd, and so had no way to retrieve his one lost sheep. But several months later, he was back in town and was talking to a friend. And suddenly across the town square, one sheep popped his head up or her head up and just locks on to her shepherd and rejoins the flock. That's the kind of knowing and the kind of shepherding the Bible is talking about today, that Jesus is talking about today. Knowing is intimate, being known by Jesus, being known by God. And it can be a little frightening if we think back to like Adam and Eve in the garden, naked, nowhere to go, nowhere to hide. And God so obviously knows everything there is to know about them. And some of us might think about that and decide that doesn't sound so great. Maybe I would like to keep God at a distance. I, you know, I... Um, I don't really care for going to the doctor or the dentist. I don't think I'm alone in that. Uh, but I have this, <clears throat> I just don't enjoy being scrutinized. And knowing someone who really does know more about, say, health, examine me and know what's wrong with me. I want to get healthy or well before I go to the doctor, um, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, really. But I mean, I can't, it's my nature. There is no healing 
There's no getting well. There's no hope or salvation or fulfillment anywhere but the great healer or the great shepherd. God himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The others who would demand our allegiance in return for belonging are the ones who come to kill and destroy, steal. They take away life and what life has to offer. And even if there's some sort of competitive uh, shepherd out there who wants us to follow their way and, and promises something, in reality, they are powerless against our real struggles. They are powerless against sin and death. Jesus is the one who lays down his life for the sheep and takes it back up again, destroying death. Happy Easter, by the way. It's not just a season of Easter, like sort of generally Easter-themed time. Easter itself is 50 days long because a God who comes to his people and lays down his life and takes it back up again and then offers that life to them is a thing you cannot celebrate in one day. Hallelujah. Happy Easter. We, we have problems. Sheep have problems. We desperately need a good shepherd to rescue us. The thing about belonging to Jesus is that while there is this um, incomparably great blessing of knowing him, and he pours out grace upon grace upon us, knowing Jesus, the life of faith, is not just a me and Jesus thing. And were that the case, it would be tempting to kind of leave it all up here in our heads or all inside. But when we belong to Jesus, when the good shepherd rescues us and pulls us out of that hole, uh, when we are using a different metaphor that John also used in the letter we read from him this morning, when we be, we're adopted into God's family, become God's children, we also belong to the rest of the family. The rest of the flock, you know, the, the rest of the sheep. We, we belong to well, to them, the people who are constantly being rescued by Jesus and getting so excited. <laughs> and so there's a challenge because we, we have to keep going and like we're the best we've got. But God intends it as a blessing. In belonging to the flock, We who are, I'm going to say in, I'm not incarnate. We are in bodies. We no longer belong to the flesh. We're secure now. We belong to God. We belong to the good shepherd. And he is, he is that door who is keeping us safe and secure. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing can shake that foundation because of that security, we can learn together, imperfect though we are, towards one another, we can learn what it is to live as God's people in our lives, in the lives that God has given. 
And in learning to hear our shepherd's voice, we learn to better love God's people. And in learning to better love God's people, to know and be known and belong to one another, we journey further into relationship with God. We journey further into a deeper, a more intimate relationship, into knowing and being known by Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We know God, and that helps us know His people. And we know His people, it helps us know God. And the two just keep sort of leveling us up. Closer and closer to our Savior. Living, helping us live that life together. You know, I was in, in a staff meeting this week. We were sharing a time where we stepped out in faith and took a risk, and it occurred to me, I've told this story before. I've, I think I've told it from this pulpit before, and I realized in that moment this week, you know, we didn't really talk about the decision that we were making with very many people. We didn't share it uh, with, with kind of our, those closest to us in faith, and I wondered, like, was that actually a step of faith, or were we just being stubborn? Well, living among, living with, belonging to God's people helps us to make sure that we haven't kind of spiraled into some weird place in our heads or in our hearts, that we're not just jumping from hole to hole. Um, God's people are his, his vo- can be his voice to us among difficult decisions, among difficult times. And if we're going to belong to Jesus, the, just the reality is it is necessary that we belong to one another, to know and be known by one another. St. Paul writes, uh, probably famously, but I think it's helpful to hear it in a, in a context like this. You know, he says, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. And if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. We can think to ourselves, well, I've got Jesus. I don't need, you know, sheep. I've got the shepherd. But that's not how flocks of sheep work. It's not how bodies work. It's not how the New Testament works. Over and over again, I think a hundred times in the New Testament is the Greek word one another, describing the connections we have with each other. 
And most of those are actually commandments of how we are to live among, to live with, to know and be known by one another. Not rules that prove our worthiness to God. Like, we're not going to graduate from being sheep, right? Um, but, But commandments, instructions that he's given us so we can learn to love one another. So we can learn to be the accepting place, to be the place of belonging for one another, to learn to truly love one another, to belong to the shepherd. And in living out that life of belonging, the good shepherd's acceptance of us is made real. It has hands and feet and a head and arms and eyes and It's fleshed out through, through us. God's acceptance, God's gift of belonging, the, the thing he's using to overcome uh, our, our searching for answers in all the wrong places is the church. At least the church is an integral piece of making that real for God's people. So what to do? First, it is to become known. To become known by, to know Jesus. Those two, they go together. To be known by God. To, to stand before him. Confessing that we bring nothing to our salvation. And to receive his grace. To surrender and admit we're sheep and not shepherds. The second is to know the shepherd's voice and learn to obey, to follow. To be the the sheep that can cross through a busy place and not lose track of the shepherd. And when we have wandered to hear his voice and turn back, how can we do that? Well, first, I mean, we could learn what he says. And we do that on Sundays, and that's a great start. But a daily habit of reading what God says to us is, I mean, I don't know any better way to hear God speak into my specific life than to know what he has already spoken and to listen in prayer, to hear his voice in the quiet. And then you learn to obey sort of by trial and error, in all honesty. You think, I think that was the shepherd. I don't know, but I'm going to, let me do it. Why? Because we can know that we have the safety of belonging to him. That when we misstep, the shepherd is there to pull us out of the rut. But belonging to one another is also critical. And so we have groups of people that gather together to learn what God says and to figure out what it means in our lives. For example, right now going on, it's not too late to join 2021 groups People who hear God's word 
and are trying to learn together to do it. But any two or three gathered together in Jesus' name can also pick up the scriptures and begin learning to hear the voice of the shepherd. But you have to do it, not think about doing it. Not believe it's a good idea. You have to actually do it. And the third, I'm going to, I just, I implore you to love one another. And I don't just mean you and the one you're next to in the pew or you and a few others who've gathered here at 9 a.m. on Sundays. But the body of Christ, the flock of the Good Shepherd, is large and diverse and is full, full of people who, who are just different than we are. And we have got to learn to listen when one part or the other of the church, of that flock, is in distress. At any time in the history of the church, there have been brothers and sisters, fellow sheep, who are in distress. And it is because we belong to one another. Uh, we must learn to listen, to hear the cries of those who are suffering, and to bear one another's burdens. Secure as, as sheep who belong to the Good Shepherd knowing that if we sacrifice for another, if we suffer for another, the shepherd is also tending to our needs. I know my own, and my own know me, Jesus says. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, you can be, in fact, you are Jesus as if you will live into it, as close as he is to his Father. I know my own and my own know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Praise be to the Good Shepherd. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I invite you.